Welcome to the Soul Urge Podcast, a show for women who are fed up with listening to conventional wisdom that's just not working. Instead, you're ready to listen to your own inner voice and step more deeply toward what you really want. I'm your host, Certified Life Coach Jennifer Hooper. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Soul Urge Podcast. I have a juicy episode today. It's an interview with a woman named Kendra Lee. Kendra is a full-time solo RVer. She lives in her Class C RV and travels around the country, staying weeks or months at a time before moving on to a new destination. And Kendra and I met in a Facebook group that we both belong to called Women in RVs. I was wanting to interview adventurous women to do some market research, So I wrote a post in that group looking for volunteers to answer some survey questions for me. And Kendra raised her hand, so to speak. And we hopped on the phone. My very first question to her was, when you think of the best version of yourself, which one of these words resonates with you the most? Is it vibrant, joyful, radiant, or badass? And if I remember correctly, she wanted to choose a vibrant badass, but I made her pick one. She picked badass. And after that interview, I understood why. Here's her definition of badass. Conquering fears, not letting fear hold you back. Doing what other people think is impossible. And based on that answer, I knew she was my kind of people. And when I followed up with this question, Can you name a period of time when you felt the most badass in your life? She said, right now, ever since I sold my house and have been living in my RV. And her story is why I invited her to be a guest on my podcast so that you can hear about some of the badass things that she's done, she's doing, and plans to do. Now, at the time of our recording, she was sitting in a car using cellular service to make a Zoom call with me. Yet, despite the fuzzy quality, I know you're going to love this interview as much as I do. And as you listen, I encourage you to apply some of her fearlessness and badassery to something that you want to do. Maybe it's not living in a camper full time, and that's okay. But what is it? What have you always wanted to do? And how might you follow Kendra's example of applying curiosity and creativity to figure out how you can do whatever it is. So just tuck that question in the back of your mind as you listen. And now let's go. Hi, Kendra. How are you today? I'm good, Jennifer. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to talk to you today. And uh, we're just going to jump right in. And so my very first question is, tell us what your life was like before you took this plunge into becoming a full-time RVer and what your life is like now. Obviously, it's completely different. I spent, gosh, over 20 years working the nine to five. I was a marketing executive in various companies and towards the end of living in a sticks and bricks home and working the nine to five. I was married. I had a nice job. I had a great home and piece of land. 
but I wanted a different piece of land and I wanted to build. Um, I was really getting into the tiny home scene. My house that I had anyway was not large by most people's standards. I mean, I think it was maybe 1,100 square foot, but it was just my husband and I. So, you know, we didn't have a house full of kids or anything. So it worked for us, but then I got, I wound up getting a divorce and I kept the house and I just slowly grew tired of the nine to five people that I had to work with, put up with. So I sold my house while I was still working nine to five and bought my motor home, which is a class C. So it's one piece. I don't tow anything. So, and then I continued to live in her, I call her her, I decided to move into the motorhome and work and get adjusted to that lifestyle because I had never really camped. I have never, I had never really driven, um, no spent kidding. much time. brand new yeah. territory for you. Oh, amazing. Totally brand new. I think maybe once I went camping with my aunt and her friends. I mean, like 20 years ago, maybe 25 <laughs> years ago and spent one night in the RV. And that was the most um, I had ever I spent. Oh my God, that's amazing. Um, So you just went out and bought her and started living in her with very little experience. Yep, I I slowly researched. I decided that I didn't want to tow anything because I was not comfortable with that. Driving something big, you know, I was living in the Black Hills of South Dakota. So I was used to driving big trucks, you know, big old Dodges and stuff. And towing something behind that, I'm kind of used to that, but not a big, you know, travel trailer or fifth wheel, you know, what you'll see. I'm some of them are massive. So I did a little research and I found this Class C, which I thought was manageable. It has a Ford, like, uh, van kind of engine and set up in the front. So nothing foreign, you know, that's hard to work on. Um, Many shops could work on it. And I figured, well, I think that's manageable. I could check the engine, you know, as opposed to diesel, like those bus type motorhomes. Okay. There's definitely a learning curve, huge learning curve on that. Because to me, you know, they're diesel and the engines in the back and they're just massive, you know. So I just, that was too much for me. to. And they're bigger. Those, I mean, they're, you just sit up higher. Lance is a lot, you know, shorter. So, because they're just massive. So I figured this was more manageable for a first time RV owner, driver, liver inner. <laughs> and it's been uh, how long now since you got her? It has been five years since I bought her and four and a half years since I've been on the road with her. Yeah, it'll be five years I've been full-timing, like, on the road in December. Amazing. So, oh, my gosh. Any regrets? No, not really. I mean, maybe doing a little more research. Like, I had no idea that there were so many Facebook groups. Like, I would have joined that right away, um, and I would have learned a lot more. I mean, just simple things, you know, just hooking up your rig, hacks on storage, you know, just small things that I just learned, you know, trial and error. Uh, But yeah, I had no idea there were so many RV Facebook groups, but then maybe, perhaps, maybe not towing a vehicle. Yes, my rig, maybe, but that's really kind of for me, Um, maybe that. But, you know, it's just really, it's less expense because the whole setup is like two thousand dollars you know for the hitch and the tow and then plus if your vehicle's not paid for that's another monthly expense 
And when you're freelancing, you know, things could be really good and then things could be really bad. So it's kind of nice and relaxing (laughs) to have less bills as possible. And then, you know, in the day of Uber and Lyft, and yes, taxis still exist in some places. it's, it's easy, you know, I still can get around. So paint us a picture of what your lifestyle is like now. Like, what did you do? Oh, in, gosh. Say 2021. What was your year like? Oh, gosh, 2021. Okay, so I was, I work camped the whole year. So I was in Oregon, and then I was in the mountains of San Diego, and then I went to Santa Barbara, two different locations in Santa Barbara, but I, but I was in Santa Barbara a total of, shoot, I think it was like eight months, which is the longest I've ever done, but they were two separate sites. So 2021, a normal day, I would have been work camping, and um, I'm up early because I have two dogs, so I typically walk them, and then I'm back at my site, which is also my work camp site. And then I said my work camping is for people who may not know. Yep. Sure. Absolutely. So while I do work on the side to still make money and pay bills, I do not typically pay for a site at a campground. I'm not one of those full-time RVers in exchange for a free site, which is water, electricity, and sewer, sometimes laundry, and sometimes, usually Wi-Fi and or cable. Um, that's a lot of money that I was saving, not not staying at an RV, you know, really packed in like sardine can RV place somewhere. And it's really fun and easy work. So I work camp for typically county or state parks. In exchange for a whole full hookup, which I just mentioned, I volunteer up to 20 hours a week. And so that could be anything from, like, I've done cleaning yurts in Mm -hmm. Oregon to cleaning, um, like, you'll get assigned, say, site camp, you know, campground site 20 through 48. And you have to go through and pick up any trash they left behind, um, any cans, anything in the fireplace. Make sure, you know, the fire pit is out. Take any logs, you know, any leftover logs, anything that they left behind. Um, So you make every campsite look like brand new. And sometimes they want you to rake it so it looks really fresh and pretty. And then typically if you're in a, you know, really uh, woodsy area, you'll have a leaf blower and you'll just leaf blow the pavement areas you know just make it look clean but you get a free place to stay and they get work out of you and some places it's not even that much work sometimes you're just there to kind of you know be on site and make sure answer any questions which is not that often do people have questions about the campground that they're coming to usually they know where they are they've been there before there was a so, time in 2020 when I was camping alone in my camper van in Delaware at a state park. And I decided to go to the bathrooms to go pee before I went to sleep. And it was cold. I mean, it was <laughs> probably in the 20s. And I'm like, I'm just going to make a, da- bat- blah, a mad dash and back. And I wasn't yet used to my vehicle. And I think I left it running to keep the heat on and I closed the slider behind me and all the doors locked and the keys were inside 
And thank goodness for the camp host. <laughs> she hooked me up. She let me use her phone and I called my husband and then he called our emergency care. But if that wasn't available, I don't know what I would have done. Yeah, that's awful. Yeah, locking yourself out. That's definitely a bummer. <laughs> yeah, I started carrying my key around my neck after that. So tell me what is... Well, I'm going to ask the worst first. What is the worst experience you've had in this lifestyle? If there have been any at all. So, I mean, I've had a couple blunders, you know, like hooking up, you know, the sewer line. I remember one time it wasn't hooked up all the way. And oh. I mean, literally had still, I mean, so there are those kind of moments where you're like, oh, no, <laughs> you just kind of laugh at it. You just got to roll with it. I just found is the best way. I mean. What's getting mad going to do? Um, it's certainly not going to help the situation. But the worst experience I had just actually happened to me. I was coming from my aunt's house in California on my way to Texas. So I was supposed to be in Texas the end of January. But on January 15th of this year, 2022, I was parked at a gas station you know what they call a travel center like a flying j or a pilot one of those big places out of the way nowhere nobody was around me i was just getting ready to leave i was getting dressed actually and i because i was parked there for the night just a real quick nap and i was getting up getting dressed getting ready to leave i kid you not an unmanned semi rolled into my rig I was in it. I was standing up, not prepped, like for an for an impact of any sort. Um, so I fell. I get up. I come out the door, and there was a gal who worked at the shop. You know, worked at the store that who came running out. She, um, her coworker saw the whole thing, so she came out to see if I was okay. And I was like, "Well, I think I'm, I landed on my knee. You know, I think I'm okay. Like nothing's broke, or you know." So I think I'm okay. I'm just probably going to be bruised and, you know, swollen. But the semi loaded with concrete semi oh. uh, is running. The engine's running and it's right up on my rig. And I'm like, well, where's the person? Is right. the person sleeping? Now? And so the lady, she like knocks on the door to the semi. No answer. She opens the door, sticks her head in. There's nobody in there. So I'm like, what is going on? So we stand there probably, I don't know, 15 minutes, 20, you know, 15, no, probably yeah. 10, 15 minutes. And the guy finally comes out. Uh, he's like, what happened? I'm like, um, you tell me, man. <laughs> <laughs> so cut two, I'm stuck. And that happened in um, right outside Winslow, Arizona. I wound up in Gallup, New Mexico. I was stuck there for two and a half months Ooh. waiting on parts. Oh, Yes. Yeah. In oh fact, still waiting on a hood. They got it so they flattened it out and got it so it latched because I was like, I have to get on my way. I have to, like, no right. offense, Gallup, New Mexico, but I have to be on my way. <laughs> no, I haven't been to Gallup. I don't know what there is to do there. <laughs> uh, nothing. It's just a pass-through pass town. Um, so that was my thought. And the worst experience has been the worst thing. Um, because then I was out, I was without my home for three weeks using the repair shop. Oh, right. So where were you staying? 
thank goodness the um, RV campground that I was staying at had some cabins. Oh, really, amazing. A giant room. But so I just stayed there. I and three weeks was about all I could take. Yeah, <laughs> you can handle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and my dogs were ready by far. Let's switch gears. What is the best experience you've had or the best part of this lifestyle? The freedom by far um, has been the best, the best thing about it. I've gone to so many places. I don't know that I ever would have gone otherwise if I was living in the sticks and bricks. I mean, when I'm traveling, especially through like somewhere like Oregon or Colorado um, or even a big state like Texas, I'll always look up what are the oddball, like, what are are some oddball, what are quirky, you know, places to see, Uh, so I'll find, like, I went out of my way to go see uh, things like the house from the Goonies um, in a story, yep, I've done that, Um, I went out of my way in Texas to go see an exact replica of the Munster house, like all kind, you know, all kinds of goofy things like that. So that's really fun. And then the number of state parks I've gotten to go to. Um, I love state parks; those are my favorite places to stay. I mean, I have just seen some incredible, like the Grand Tetons. I mean, just some beautiful stuff. And I get to stay however long I want because of the setup of my rig. You know, I have a generator, so I don't always need to be plugged in somewhere. And so a lot of places, either in a state park or national park or just outside, you can, what they call boondock or dry camp. And so, you know, you just live off your generator, your battery and whatever water you have in your tank or you brought with you. But yeah, some, some, you know, sometimes those are the best moments. So the, yeah, so the best, so that's the best part. I would say the second best part is being able to spend so much time and catch up with friends and family. Like I, June, right in the middle of the pandemic, June of 2020, I drove up to Colorado and met for the first time ever. Um, two of my cousins from my dad's side, because I don't talk to, I don't really have a relationship with with that side or my father, but I've been uh, growing a relationship via Facebook and phone, you know, with these cousins. And so this was the first time that we all met, well, they've been always in touch and, you know, but this was the first time that I got to meet them in person and hang out. And that was incredible. Uh, I mean, we still talk like all the time. I can't, I mean, I can't believe how close we've gotten. So then during ever would have happened if you had stayed in your sticks and bricks house and it might have um, only because my one cousin lives in Colorado Springs, which was about six hours away from where I was living in the Black Hills. But who's to say, because if I stayed in the nine to five, it would have been nine to five. And then, you know, getting. I'm off work and blah, blah, blah. Or then had I met somebody again, then you're all into, you know, <laughs> that know person, that. you know, so who knows? Tell me about who, like, what is this, your social life like when you're living alone on the road full time? Okay. I won't lie. It will, it can get lonely, of course, because I don't have a partner or anybody that I typically travel with. I usually make friends along the way. I mean, campers of any sort are most mostly friendly friendly people right right 
especially those who are, like I mentioned, like boondocking or, you know, dry camping. Usually those are the true adventurers, like people who are doing it for the love of travel and exploring America and for the experiences alone. So you'll often, you know, you'll be sitting outside with your, you know, drink of choice and mm-hmm. somebody bound to get chatting with somebody. And it's, you know, still pretty obvious if they don't want to talk, you just move on. And right, right, <laughs> um, right. <laughs> but yeah, especially work camping, you know, cause you're, you know, you guys are all there for three, four months at a time. I mean, I've met some of the best people work camping that I still talk to. It's, yeah. It's been, yeah. Like those aspects, meeting new people and the travel is just phenomenal. Yeah. I'm meeting- curious how this lifestyle and how this decision that you made to be a full-time RVer how has that shaped your experience with yourself? How has it changed you? You know, it's definitely given me a lot more self-confidence. I've always been a pretty independent person and like a can-do, I'll do it myself kind of attitude. But this has really proved that. Amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. Like now I can really walk the talk. I mean, especially be, uh, you know, being by yourself. I mean, I've had to fix plumbing issues. I mean, thank goodness for YouTube and stuff, but I mean, I've had to, you know, I've had to fix my sink. I've had to fix plumbing, lighting, you know, I've done some renovations. I've done it all myself. So it just makes me feel that more empowered or powerful, confident to take on new projects and tackle new fears. Because, I mean, even driving the rig, even though I'm comfortable, I'm driving her. I still have fears of heights. So going over massive bridges freaks me out. You know, sometimes there's just no way of getting from A to B without going over a bridge. Yeah. It sounds like, you know, you've had some challenges in front of you and you just, you do them anyway. You, you, from our conversation before this podcast, I mean, what I recall is... Like you just don't let fear stop you. It's going to be there, but it's not going to hold you back. Right. Pretty much. I mean, isn't that what life is, has all taught us? I mean, everything is new. It's ever changing. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. I just, and I used to have an attitude, don't get me wrong, but I have worked really hard to just not sweat the small stuff and just learn to roll with it. I mean, what are the options? And, and yeah, everything's scary, right? Like even the fun stuff, like buying your, your first new car or your first house, your first RV, right? I mean, it's all scary, but if you want to hold you back, what are you going to be renting an apartment, living in a, you know, beat up car your whole life, not going anywhere. I mean, that's no fun. And I just think life should be fun too, not a drag spent too many unhappy years and now I just want to be happy. <laughs> I know, um, right, right. And you and I are so like-minded that life. way. That's why yeah. I love talking to you the first time and love talking to you now. Um, I'm curious what's next for you. What else do you have planned this year? Where are you going? Where are you going to be? So, uh, okay. So I currently have my next, so I'll be work camping. So I will be going to, um, the Blue Ridge mountains in North Carolina. And I, for my first time ever, I will not be at a state or County park. I'm going to actually be at a campground, but it's still volunteer. So I'm not going to be paid or any of that, which is, which is fine by me. It's just less work to do at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, uh, there you go. 
Um, but still, it's like 20 hours a week is really the range. And so so I'll be there for four. I'll be there um, the end of May through August. And then I'm going to go to another state camp host gig in Southern Florida. So I'll be there through October. And then I'm hopefully, I'm trying to line up another gig because uh, my best friend is in Florida down there. That's the only reason why I'm going down there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Love it. So I'm trying, I'm still looking for another camp host gig for the remaining winter. And then I just got a call from uh, South Carolina State Park for um, the remaining winter, like January through April. Wow. So I'm thinking about taking that one. That's that's like an hour outside of Charleston. And I love Charleston. Oh, yes. I got a chance to stay in Charleston um after that Delaware trip that I mentioned, oh, yeah. um, I broke my wrist in oh. North Carolina at a state park and I had to drive to Charleston to stay with some in-laws, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law to recuperate until my husband could come save me. Um, <laughs> at the time he, had, he was on a boat and that was, that was a long story for another day. Um, anyway, I also love Charleston. That's where I was going with that. <laughs> so yeah, so that's on the horizon thus far. That's about how far as I get in planning. Oh, wow, that's pretty far out though. And I'm noticing that you know it's not like you're going to Maine in the winter. You're following the the seasons in right. the right place at the right time. And truth be known, after Texas, my original plan was to go to um, Vermont, where my one cousin lives, and all of that side of the family. But with gas prices, just kind of way off. I mean, I live comfortably, but not that comfortably. (laughs) Yeah, so how do you sustain yourself on the road? I know you do the camp hosting, but what else do you do? So I also, so yeah, so my, so I still owe on my, you know, I still have bills. So I am a freelance marketing consultant and freelance writer. So um, I have some clients where I just manage their social media. I have other ones that I do public relations. That's sort of my foundation is um, publicity. So I help a lot of small businesses with marketing plans, you know, like strategic marketing and then setting up their pages and then teaching them how to manage them. And if they don't have the time, um, then I'll continue just to manage them for them. Um, So I do that. And then I also write um, for different uh, magazines right now, oddly enough, um, writing for Home Decor (laughs) magazine. That is odd. Um, Isn't that (laughs) funny? Yes, I know. Isn't that funny? But sometimes I'll get features, which are really nice. I'll get to interview somebody and then write a piece about, yeah, so that's fun. So that's how I sort of sustain my lifestyle. Love it. And it's all remote work, which a lot is now. Right, Um, exactly. So much freedom you have. So much freedom. Yes, a ton. Yes, which is wonderful. And at the same time, going back to, um, you know, life on the road alone, sometimes it's hard making decisions, <laughs> you know, like, oh, which, right. what should we do? Should, we, should I take this job? Or should I? Sometimes it's, you know, lonely being by yourself. But that's what friends are for, right? That's what yeah. families are. And then again, it's, you know, it's, it's improved my decision-making skills. 
as well as improve my, you know, sense of confidence and yeah. And just ability to just conquer anything really. I mean, you just have to, you just have to go for it. That's right. right. Yeah. Oh gosh. So like-minded. So what would you, what, what, what advice would you have for a woman who has been thinking about this lifestyle, but doesn't quite dare to do it? Do you have any words of wisdom or advice or tips, suggestions? For sure. I can guarantee within a four four hour radius from your house, at least one time a year, there's going to be an RV show of some sort, or there has to be different RV places around where you live. And they will gladly give you tours (laughs) of Mm -hmm. however ones you want to look at but I would say get on Facebook join one of the Facebook groups I mean there's everything from full-time living to women in RVs women entrepreneurs in RVs so uh, there are a lot of women who craft and will will work camp will volunteer somewhere and spend a couple months making their craft and then they follow the festival or flea market circuit you make a lot of friends that way and then you wind up caravanning with other crafters or you can a lot of them also sell on etsy or, or on facebook as well so there are a lot of different ways to even make money if you just want to go for it and get on the road but i would say check everything out i mean a lot of people don't think that they can live in a small space in a tiny home But if you really want to live life and explore, then go check everything out. Go check out the conversion vans. I mean, those are actually more roomy than even I thought. And then go check out uh, like what I have, you know, a class C. I mean, they come in smaller lengths as well. Check out, you know, if you have a truck or some kind of SUV or even I've seen CRVs, those kind of, I think there's what those are called, right? Those kind of cross breed cars um i've even seen those pulling um more lightweight you know like even 18 foot which is not bad a trailer so i would just say i agree like i don't i my husband and i purchased a home but i still am going out to rv parks i mean you and i met in a facebook rv group it was women in rv yep um, but a couple of weeks ago, I'm like, I want to go check out the RV, you know, the campground, not the campground, but the, you know, where they sell the, the rigs, um, yeah. the class B. And then the other day I was looking at the teardrop trailers. I'm like, oh, I could play right. my, with my RAV4. Like that's exactly. Like, yes, exactly. So I would say fun just looking, even though I'm not, yeah. and you know, I just, I'm, I want to travel. I love the freedom. I can work from anywhere. Yep. You know, my husband and I have such a great marriage and we're both good with the other one exploring what they want to do. So if I want to go away for a weekend, it's all good. That's awesome. No, that's great. So I just say do it or, you know, or if you're a guy that's into it, start talking it up to another friend who might be into it. 
I mean, there's nothing more fun than two girls, you know, getting away for a weekend somewhere. And, you know, know. that can take some of the stress off just, you know, having a partner, um, even if it's not your, you know, regular partner to go and do something with. But I just say research. I mean, I know I'm kind of a different breed. Like I just jump in. I just do everything that way. I mean, I'm just like, oh, that sounds interesting. You know, interesting. Let me just, let me just do it. <laughs> right, right. I, I can do that um, myself. <laughs> I get it. So I'm like, I'll figure it out later. I'll figure out how to pay for it. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm too impulsive that way. And I would definitely have to, for everybody else, um, research. Instagram, there's tons of people that you can follow on Instagram um, who love posting about their RV experience. Everything from van life to families. Oh my God, I, can, I cannot yes. believe the number of parents who have like five five kids, young kids on the road. I'm like, that is something else. That's amazing. That's a thing, man. <laughs> there are a lot of them. Yeah. You but see I, them. I watch them. Yeah. research. I think I could probably talk to you all day, but uh, <laughs> let's wrap this up for now. Okay. And uh, I'm curious if people want to reach you and get some marketing assistance and social media help. Oh, how cool. My email, email is probably the best way. And that's Kaylee, as in Kendra Lee. So Kaylee, the writer, W-R-I-T-E-R at gmail.com. And then I I have a page on Instagram, but I must admit, I'm not sorry that I don't keep it up, but I'm too busy, you know, keeping up others. Um, (laughs) Yeah, really. It's called, it's at Storytelling Matters. Um, So if anybody wants to reach out to me that way that works i'm gonna i'm gonna follow you there at storytelling matters yep storytelling matters yeah. all right and i'll put that in the show notes so people can just click and and okay, go from cool. there well thank you so much i really appreciate you and your lifestyle and <clears throat> sharing your stories with us oh my pleasure it was fun all right <laughs> go off and have fun in texas with your family Okay. Thank you, Jennifer. I had a great time. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me, Jennifer Hooper, for this episode of the Soul Urge Podcast. To view the complete show notes from today's episode, please visit soulurgepodcast.com. But before you go, make sure you subscribe to get updates on all new episodes. And last, if you enjoy this podcast, please leave a review at Apple Podcasts. It's the best way to let other listeners know about it. Thanks again for listening. I'll be back next week.